University of Mary, we believe, as did St. John Paul II, that truth is known through both faith and reason. Human reason seeks the truth, but ultimate truth about life cannot be found by reason alone. In today's challenging higher education scene, the University of Mary is flourishing because our mission is to help students live fully in this way, not just existing, but really living. We offer education for the whole of life, and that's the difference. Discover the Mary difference at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. The growth that I know from inside out, um, it might not show every day, and people will say, hey, is that the same Kenny Markward that we knew 20 years ago? Mm -hmm. It, It is absolutely not. Because you cannot stay the same if you are listening and learning from, from Catholic Radio. It's beautiful. It, um, it, it will change you from the inside out, and you can't, you can't stop it. Just turn on the radio, because um, God says in His Word that He'll reward you 40, 60, 100-fold. And there's no better way of spreading His Word than through Catholic Radio. And again, uh, if you're like me, you're sick and tired of listening to the secular um, radio and television. There's, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta look long and hard to hear any good news on there. Yeah. And Catholic radio is absolutely full of the good news of, of Jesus Christ, and and gives us, shows us why we're here. Hey everybody, Steve Splinskowski here with Real Presence Radio. I wanted to thank so many of you for calling in during our spring live drive. We had a great show of support for this work of evangelization, so thank you to so many of our brothers and sisters who called in and pledged. We had a goal of 550000 and we did raise 505000 so we're a little short, and we are going to need your help because of some equipment failures we've had in the past six months. So if you weren't around last week, please consider giving a gift now at 877-795-0122. And we thank you so much for your loving support. God bless you. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page and be sure to like us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to the second hour of Real Presence Live. Hey, I would like to thank Father Kyle Metzger for being here on Straight Talk. Again, got to know him as a parochial vicar for two years at St. Santa Drogham. Great young priest, funny guy, knowledgeable guy. I had a great time this last half hour. Plus, I learned something as well, right? And hopefully you guys did too. So thanks, Father Kyle Metzger, for being with us on Straight Talk. All right. Well, home garden can be creative and it can help you be independent. Two cousins have learned this through their homeschooling experience. We have John and David Stockman here as they start a new project on the gardening. Let's talk to them. Good morning, guys. How are you doing this morning? Good, Tim. Thanks for having us on. We're excited. Yeah, help me out. Are you David or John? Yeah, this John. is David. <laughs> That's right. I love it. <laughs> These co- co- cousins are just great. So David and John are both on. That That's wonderful. We appreciate it. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, John, why don't we start with you? Yeah, so uh, one of seven kids, Catholic family, uh, born and raised in Crosby, Minnesota, town of about 2,000. Um, homeschooled until I was a sophomore um, and, you know, attended the University of St. Thomas, uh, graduated with a degree in business administration, and, uh, you know, do a lot of other side projects. I write music. I uh, have started companies. Um, and right now I actually work at the seminaries of St. Paul uh, doing marketing um, in, in uh, St. Paul at the St. Paul Seminary School of Divinity. Um, 
So, yeah, that's where I'm at now. Wonderful. That's great. David, what about you? Yeah, so I have a somewhat similar story to John. I grew up in Maple Lake, Minnesota, another small rural town, one of seven kids as well. Uh, so, you know, big, big Catholic family. And I was homeschooled until my freshman year in high school when I started taking classes part-time at the school. And I just graduated from St. John's University in Minnesota uh, with a degree in philosophy and economics. So I'm going to be taking uh, a GAP volunteer year next year. So that's kind of the next step for me. Ah, nice. We have the Johnnies and the Tommies going at each other. Ever any (laughs) fights about that? Are you guys pretty cool with that? I think we're pretty cool with it. Uh, You know, David actually played basketball on the St. John's team. And so sometimes at the games I was a little confused who to cheer for. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so it, it works out. That, that's great. Oh, that's exciting. You talked about a gap year volunteer. You want us to quickly tell us about the, the volunteer opportunity you're taking advantage of? Yeah, it's called the Benedictine Volunteer Corps. It's through St. John's, and there's 26 guys in total doing the program this coming year. They send two guys to each uh, location around the world, uh, different Benedictine monasteries. So I'm going to be going to Rome, Italy, which is pretty lucky, I think. Yeah. Um, and you essentially participate in the life of the community, and, uh, help with the work that they do, and so forth. So I'm really excited for it. It sounds like a great opportunity. Thanks for being open to that and saying yes to that call. Wonderful. Yeah, yeah it's, been, it's been good. That's that's great. That's great. Well, let's go back a little bit. So your two are cousins. I kind of like to know a little bit about how I think homeschooling prepared you for what God has called you to, uh, especially in the area of creativity. And tell us a little bit about how much you were able to interact as as you were younger and being homeschooled. Yeah. So uh, for sure. So homeschooling was such a gift to me, um, partly because my interest in school. Um, didn't start until later in life, and it, it took me a longer time to sort of understand these concepts of math and, and history. And, mm-hmm. like, I was able to, my mom was able to teach me at, at my pace, um, which was such a gift. And, you know, it, it enabled us to have free time and, and to be creative. So an example would be, you know, me and my other homeschool friends, we started a YouTube channel. We started doing comedy skits. Um, in our free time, I started writing music. I've released two singles that are on Spotify and whatnot. Um, and it really allowed for me to, to, uh, yeah, like to have space in these other avenues. Um, and that's what I think the genius of homeschooling and, and the way my mom taught me is that this space allowed for me to actually explore what I was interested in. And from that, I became fascinated with school. Um, so just like that process of walking me through and giving me freedom to explore my interests, uh, I think it's so, it, it really separated me from uh, some of my classmates I noticed and the, and the freedom it gave me to pursue, um, to pursue a business opportunity. My brothers and I started a lawn company in high school um, to record music, to work on uh, these videos. It just allowed this freedom to to dive into my interest. Um, and, you know, I interacted with kids. I went to the public school my sophomore through senior year, and I think it was really good for me. Um, but, but those first years um, up to sophomore year were so necessary for me uh, to just develop and go at my own pace. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. Great, great story there, John. David, what, what about you? 
Yeah, it's funny how, how much we have in common, I think, between John and I in my story as well. Because I think, for me, it was some of those same things. So we, I was able to finish um, my work when I was homeschooled, often earlier than other school kids, just because you have that one-on-one time. And my mom taught me primarily as well. And then once, once we had some of that time, we also had space. So we didn't have consistent supervision, um, overly, you know, restrictive rules or kind of regulations like you might have in a traditional school. And then I had my siblings and friends who were there as well. And so I think the combination of those type of things naturally breeds some of that creativity because you're faced with some boredom. And I think an interesting thing as well is that we also didn't have um, this uh, constant presence of technology quite as heavy. And so you were bored, I think, more often. And then once with that boredom, you know, you, you get creative and you find things to do. So we would build forts, you know, play outside with friends. And then some of my earliest inklings, I think, of the economics in me <laughs> as I studied it was, you know, we, we'd, we'd have lemonade stands. We'd collect cans and you find ways to bond together um, as siblings and friends. And then throughout high school, I think those things continue to just flow into different avenues. So my brother and I started a lawn, uh, lawn company as well in high school, um, which is just great. You know, again, we were independent. We could we set our own schedules and so forth and just taught that value of both hard work but then discipline because you're your own boss and many times. Um, and then I also it, I started a podcast for a, a few years in college as well, um, and I think that was another creative aspect that kind of um, emerged and I think like John mentioned being homeschooled up until about freshman sophomore year just really helped I think with having a a sense of self you know you were comfortable I think in your own skin and you you kind of avoided some of those I think unhealthy pressures that you might find um, in a in a traditional school setting. Mm, Yeah so great I I can see you guys both outlined very well the benefits and the time, the space, the freedom, the, you know, teaching you how to think and having the, uh, you know, getting used to making your own creative things, ways to have fun, ways to do things. That's wonderful. We're talking with David and John Stockman about the beauty of homeschooling and how it's really influenced them and their creativity. Speaking of that creativity, even though there are, we have one Johnny and one Tommy, they're still working together. Let's talk a little bit about the project that you guys are working on together. For sure. So I'll jump in here. Uh, We're working on a project called the News Memo. Um, David and I have both followed the news uh, since mid-high school. And what we found is that it's been really helpful for our lives. Um, It's helped me to uh, understand concepts that are brought up, you know, in conversation all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, It helped me to go into the class. I remember asking my mom, actually, when I was homeschooled, when we were studying history, like why, why do we just study history if we don't know what's happening right now? Mm. You know, like there was a lack of connection between studying all these concepts in school. Um, but at the same time, not knowing about the war in Iraq that's happening right, right now. Um, and so I've always had this inkling to, to communicate and educate people on how to read the news. Mm -hmm. Um, so the, the news memo, what we do is we, uh, send out a weekly memo um, through email once a week, every Friday at 10.30 a.m., um, that really explains the top stories that people should know. Um, so we explain um, in context 
so that the story, you know, it develops throughout the week. It develops from Monday through Friday. We try to predict the questions people are going to ask. Um, you know, what are tariffs? What are economic sanctions? Um, and we really, our goal is to be your companion in understanding the news. Um, because we know that it's with social media, with clickbait, with um, all of the stories being updated constantly with bias, with different sources, it's just become overwhelming to keep up. For the average person who's working, wants to be informed, uh, but feels a little overwhelmed, um, the news memo is, is kind of this product that we've created that uh, just really helps people. It's, it's your companion in understanding the news. I like I like that. Go, go ahead, David. Yeah, no, I was going to jump on and add just mainly that I think it is it's a mindful way to consume the news. John touched there at the end that, you know, most of the time reading the news is not going to be someone's top priority. You know, people are working and they have um, families to raise or else they're in, if they're in high school or college, you know, you have classes, work, and so forth. So making it once a week, like John said, you really allow some of those developments to happen uh, Monday through Thursday, and then by Friday you have the, you know, relatively the complete story laid out, summarized with context, and the other thing about the memo is that we try to keep it as uh, factual as possible so that, that we kind of tone down the emotional verbiage and we really allow people to try to make their own judgments when they read the story because we don't want to kind of in, inflict uh, judgments in there ourselves. We want to try to give people the information necessary so they can do that. And it, it's, uh, it comes in a beautifully you know, formatted newsletter, and I think people have really found it helpful so far. Well, you know, I don't know. I don't really see any evidence of people being emotional or biased in today's news. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, I, I think I think that's great. I think that's awesome. I mean, and, and you know, what's, so has just come to my mind. I'm a little older than you guys. We used to have, guess what, weekly news magazines like Newsweek, like U.S. News and World Report, like Time, that, that you know, they're kind of falling out of vogue. And what you guys mm-hmm. do, you're giving it to us once a week, so you're not, you know, it's not shoving it down our throats every day. You know, feel like you have to read you know, all these stories every day, but you allow to sit down, and especially I like that Friday afternoon and over the weekend, you can sit and digest some important, uh, important things. I think that's a great idea. It's a great idea. Uh, so we have a couple minutes left. To talk a little bit about. There's a Minnesota homeschooling conference coming up. That you guys are going to be involved in a little bit. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, so we're going to be at St. Thomas um, the week of May 31st and June 1st, those that Friday, Saturday, and we're going to be giving a talk on Saturday. Um, and, you know, we've, we've kind of previewed a few of these points here today of just talking how our experience being homeschooled really helped foster that creativity and independence. Not some type of independence that's rogue, you know, but one that's really grounded in family faith and that has provided the foundation for some of these projects, um, these creative projects that have emerged. And we're excited to, we're, we're planning on rolling out a type of uh, news memo premium or um, a news memo for specifically for homeschool communities that can function as a type of current events and news class. And so it, we're really excited about this because we think it can provide um, students with a perfect um, once-a-week way to follow the news, and then we'd have creative ways to follow up on what they read that week. So they might be able to pick a story from that week that they found interesting and then read a few more articles, watch another video about it, and try to dig a little deeper into that. 
and so they're able they would be able to engage with the news, be queries maybe on how well they read the memo, um, whether they paid attention, and then there's a follow up exercise. Wow, that sounds great. If they want more information, they go to www.mnconference.org. Is that right? Yes, that sounds right. Okay, that's great. Well, John and David, I'd like to thank you for spending that time with us. It was really a great, great time. Uh, we put a lot of things together as far as homeschooling, as far as creativity, and thank you for using that in a great way to be uh, to help and serve the Lord. Oh, yeah, of course. Thank you. All right, thanks again so much. That's David and John Stockman. Up next, it's time to take our 10-minute tour around our area with local events. And later, we'll hear how one community supports the brothers and sisters in Christ by donating gas stamps. That's right. We'll hear more about that as Real Presence Live continues. We'll be back right after this. Live, engaging, and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey everybody, Steve Splunskowski here with Real Presence Radio. I wanted to thank so many of you for calling in during our spring live drive. We had a great show of support for this work of evangelization. So thank you to so many of our brothers and sisters who called in and pledged. We had a goal of 550000 and we did raise 505000 So we're a little short and we are going to need your help because of some equipment failures we've had in the past six months. So if you weren't around last week, please consider giving a gift now at 877-795-0122. And we thank you so much for your loving support. God bless you. Mayo Pharmacy in Bismarck is a faith-based pharmacy committed to delivering a high level of care. We're pro-life and pro-family, so we respect all human dignity while providing for your individual needs. We have Catholic gifts for all ages, from mystic monk coffee to cards and crucifixes. Plus, we offer clinical services, including immunizations and individualized medication packaging. Mayo Pharmacy is located at 303 North 4th Street in Bismarck. Our number is 701-223-2424. Hello, I'm Linda Baldwin with the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. We are now open, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Friday and 9 to 5 on Saturdays. We're located at 3709 South Grange, just west of Costco. We stock Catholic books, artwork, saint medals, rosaries, Bibles, parish supplies, plus mystic monk coffee and gifts for those special occasions like baptisms, first communion, and confirmation. I look forward to your visit to the Mustard Seed Catholic Store here in Sioux Falls. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest additions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at one 800 477 2425 or online at abbusiness.com. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Hello back, everyone. Good uh, to hear you. Good to see you. We'd like to thank David and John Stockman for being with us the last segment talking about homeschooling, talking about creativity, and they've certainly put that to good use. Now it's time for, as you know, get in that car, get her going. It's time for our 10-minute tour, a tour of great things happening in our area. First up, an omelet supper and Bloody Mary. Interesting combination in Duluth, Minnesota. Lyle is here to tell us about it. Lyle, 
How are you doing? Good morning. Good. Tell us about your event there in Duluth. It sounds kind of interesting. So, yeah, we're, we're having the Knights of Columbus in here in Duluth at St. James Church in West Duluth is having an all supper and a Bloody Mary bar on Saturday, May 18th from 5 to 7 p.m. right after the 4.30 mass. It's uh, at St. James in the Social Hall. We're going to have the omelets. Uh, for seven bucks, you can have omelets with all the traditional fillings, ham, sausage, bacon. We'll have hash browns, fresh fruit, muffins. And then for the Bloody Mary bar, we're going to have uh, our special tomato juice mix, uh, vodka, of course, the jumbo shrimp, a meat stick, pickles, celery, olives, all for seven bucks. You can do the, the, the omelets. Breakfast, the omelet, dinner, or the Bloody Mary mix, or combine them and have both. Okay. For seven bucks each. Great. And I've got a question for you. Since there is going to be alcohol there, is our whole families welcome, or does it have to be adults only? How does that work? Uh, it's a family event. Okay. All right. Very good. So, just to kind of recap, it's an omelet and Bloody Mary bar at St. Saint- Ni- James Knights of Columbus is hosting uh, there in Duluth at the St. James Social Hall. $7.00. Uh, per person, correct? Correct. And the proceeds. And the address is at St. James is 715 North 57th Avenue West, parking off of 58th Avenue. That sounds great. And the proceeds benefit charity work you guys are doing. Yes, vocations and, and parish work. All right. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. All right. Thank you, Lyle. Next up, Midwest Jesuit Friends and Alumni Network event. Okay. This is going to be Thursday, May 16th from 5 to 7 p.m. in Pasquals. Okay, that's 130 5th Street Southwest in Rochester. Father Michael Christiana SJ and Father Michael Rossman Society of Jesus will be the highlighted Jesuit guest. Father Christina is a Rochester native and he's well known for his ministry to incarcerated populations and is currently a campus minister at Loyola University in Fargo. Father Rossman is distinguished for his involvement in the creation and circulation of the Jesuit Post's One Minute Homily series and as a vocations promoter for the province. Here's the schedule. From 5 o'clock to 5.45 will be registration and networking. From 5.45 to 6.15, the presentation. And from 6.15 to 7, continued conversation and networking. These events were created to allow people with a Jesuit affiliation to build memberships, to network, and to enhance the Jesuit presence in various Midwest Jesuit community areas. Feel free to pass this invite on to your colleagues and let us know, uh, let let your friends know that you're coming. Uh, To assist with this great event preparation, please let us know with this. It'll be $15 is the suggested donation. You can contact Ann Green at 773-975-975. 6924 right. Also, Roar. This is from a Vacation Bible School from Holy Redeemer Church in Marshall, Minnesota. June 3rd from 8.30 a.m. to 12 for preschool to fourth grade students. It's $40 per child. It's filled with incredible Bible learning experiences. Kids will see, hear, and touch, even taste. Science-y gizmos, team building games, and all sorts of things. We'll help kids discover and see the evidence of God in everyday life. If you're interested, contact Lori Timmerman. Lori Timmerman, 507-532-3602. All right, and now, the 
30th annual Bishop Ryan Catholic School Foundation Mixed Golf Scramble. We have Steve on by phone to talk about this. Steve, welcome. Hi, Tim. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you today? You know, when you have golf and a bishop and fundraising, it always goes well. Tell us about your event. Well, this is our 30th annual uh, Mixed Scramble. It's a uh, 1 o'clock shotgun start. Uh, it's the best ball format, uh, four-man team. Uh, we offer uh, prizes for the top five teams. Uh, each player is going to be entered into a drawing for a set of pin irons, compliments of uh, Ryan Family Dealers here in Minot. There's some games, fun games, like closest to the pin. Um, there's brat served on the course throughout the afternoon. Uh, following the uh, the event, we have our, our famous uh, steak fry um, that we do, uh, which is a lot of fun as well. The uh, entry fee is $150 per, per golfer. That includes your green fees and your cart. Um, it, yeah, it's just a lot of fun brought a lot of uh, uh, scholarship uh, dollars into our foundation over the years. You know, 30th annual, obviously that's something that's been going on a long time and it's been a good a good uh, event for you. It has been. You know, we missed a few years there following the flood um, when formerly the Minor Country Club was flooded. Um, I think we missed about three years there and then the Varden uh, took out, uh, took over that, that course and we've been there ever since. So. Great. We have about 30 seconds left. Tell us how people can get more information, please. Well, you can call the school, um, uh, 838-3355, and, 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 and talk to Steve Lipp, myself, or uh, or Jim Hadlett at the foundation. Uh, also, can be reached uh, via email, steve at brhs.com, or visit our website at bishopbryan.com. That's, uh, thank you so much for that. Sounds like a great event. God bless you on that. Thank you, Jim. All right, next up, St. James Coffee Brew Haha in Rochester, Minnesota. That's right, save the date for the second annual St. James Coffee Brew Haha. It's scheduled for Friday, May 17th at the Rochester International Event Center. This is a fun event people look forward to year after year. It's the second year after all. You can support the mission of St. James Coffee as they answer the call of the new evangelization, bringing the church into the world and into the lives of the daily community. So again, this is the St. James Coffee Brouhaha in Rochester, Minnesota, Friday, May 17th at the Rochester International Event Center. The doors are going to open at 5.30. Again, that's Friday, May 17th. Please support that. Also, we have a post-abortion care group for women. This is in Fargo, North Dakota now. As you know, Project Racial offers post-abortion support group for women who have begun their healing journey, either through the Sacrament of Confession or a Rachel's Vineyard Retreat. The group meets every fourth Monday, sorry, the fourth Monday of every month at a designated location in the Fargo area. These monthly gatherings consist of a half-hour meditation before the Blessed Sacrament, followed by a time for sharing. Confidential registration is required. To register and to learn the location, please call 844-789-4829. Again, this is a Rachel's Vineyard post-abortion support group. Okay, it's for people who have begun their journey, either through confession or a Rachel's Vineyard retreat. They meet the fourth Monday of every month at a designated location in the Fargo area. They, there's a half-hour meditation before the Blessed Sacrament, followed by a time for sharing. Again, you have to call to register, but it's confidential. You can call 844-789-4829. That's 844-789-4829. 
for that Rachel's Vineyard event. A great, great way to heal after that difficult situation. All right. Well, that's it. That wraps up our 10-minute tour for today. We feature every Real Presence Live. If you'd like to have your event featured, please call Brandon at that familiar number, 877-795-0122. Coming up next, a local group is helping those in need by giving them a way to get from place to place. Cindy Clark has one of the local is one of the local community can take care of their brothers and sisters. She'll tell us how to do that. And later, we know the bond between a mother and child is precious. Do we really know how precious it is? We will hear more about that from Emily Leadham, the Director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, coming up on Real Presence Live. Stay tuned. We'll be back right after this. This is Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey everybody, Steve Splunskowski here with Real Presence Radio. I wanted to thank so many of you for calling in during our spring live drive. We had a great show of support for this work of evangelization. So thank you to so many of our brothers and sisters who called in and pledged. We had a goal of 550000 and we did raise 505000 so we're a little short. And we are going to need your help because of some equipment failures we've had in the past six months. So if you weren't around last week, please consider giving a gift now at 877-795-0122. And we thank you so much for your loving support. God bless you. At the University of Mary, we offer a world-class education that's truly affordable. 99% of our students receive scholarships, and we offer a groundbreaking year-round campus option to earn your bachelor's degree in just 2.6 years or a master's in four. That means less cost, less debt, and a tremendous boost in your lifetime earnings. For these reasons and more, we're the nation's most affordable, serious Catholic university. Discover more at cometomary.com. That's cometomary.com. People think A&B is in the copier business, but we're not. We are in the people business. Whether it's coffee and water, managed print services, document management, or our newest editions of promo gear and managed IT services, we've got you covered. At A&B, we're number two because our customers are number one. We can be reached at 1-800-477-2425 or online at abbusiness.com. We all appreciate the comforting things in life. Great food, laughter, celebrating mass together, and friendships. Here at Riverview, we have all those things and more. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director. With Senior Independent Living Apartments and our Crosshaven neighborhood for those seniors who need a little more assistance, it is the sense of community here that makes Riverview home to all of us. Contact me, Carrie Dew, or Kelly Brecky for a tour at 701-237-4700 or online at homeishere.org. You're listening to the RPR Network. Now, back to more Real Presence Live. Welcome back, everyone. As we continue through this Real Presence Live, my name is Tim Mosey, your host, coming at you from sunny, sensational Fargo, North Dakota, on this wonderful May Day. Coming up on our last half hour of the show, we have a guest, Cindy Clark, who's going to help us to see how we can help others get to where they need to go in their time of need. Good morning, Cindy. Good morning. Hey, thank you for being with us on this great, great day. We appreciate it. It's beautiful out, isn't it? <sighs> we're, yeah. just, we're so blessed. I always tell my wife and people, this is this is the few weeks between snow and mosquitoes, so enjoy it, right? That's it. That's it. <laughs> we well, love it. Yeah, exactly. Well, Cindy, why don't you let our listeners know a little bit about you? 
Okay, well, um, I'm married. My husband and I have just celebrated our 39th years of marriage. Congratulations. Thank you. And we have three adult children, 12 grandchildren, and we have a few grandchildren and grandnieces of our heart, we call them. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from a very large family, which is my great pride and joy. My mother had 20 brothers and sisters. Whew. My dad had 12 brothers and sisters. Wow. I have eight brothers and sisters, and my brother has, or my husband has seven. So family is a very, very important. And it has blessed me to be able to work with all the different people that we work with here at Community Action. Many different situations and um, lots of different personalities. So I thank God for that blessing. Well, that's very interesting. So, Cindy, how did you get involved in what's, again, the Community Action Partnership is what, you, uh, what you're what you working for. Now, how did you get involved and what called well, you to it? I actually was looking for a new position um, working, and I found this position opening, and um, I believe it was job service. So mm-hmm. I applied, and when I got called in and had an interview, it was you know, a, a wonderful interview. However, I just wasn't quite real sure I was going to get the job. Mm-hmm. But I just kept praying, you know, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm going to do it. Well, I had um, quit my other position, and that night I wasn't feeling really happy with myself. But uh, I got a phone call as I was driving home, and they offered me the position, and I just, thank you, God. Mm-hmm. You know, you, <laughs> only you can do that. Yeah. <laughs> A definite God incidence there, right? That's it. Well, that that's wonderful. Well, tell us, we're talking about truth, goodness, and beauty all the time, and let's talk about some of the goodness, some of the great things that you guys provide through the Community Action Partnership. Okay, well, Community Action, our model is to help empower people to oversee or overcome poverty mm-hmm. and to obtain self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. So we're here to help others to live their lives fully as much as we can um, in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And some things that are uncontrollable and many, you know, people live from paycheck to paycheck mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, you get laid off for whatever reason or you get hurt or an injury and you have that income stops. Mm-hmm. So we are here to help those people. Um, those We have homeless people that need help, and um, we try to do the best that we can for them, again, mm-hmm. to make their lives you know, more positive. Uh, we are a nonprofit, and most of our programs depend on grants and donations, so we don't always have the funding for every program all the time. So it's when funding is available that, you know, we have people can get that, and it's all income-based, so they have to qualify. The only thing we probably would say that they don't is the emergency um, food pantry. Mm -hmm. I mean, they still have to have an income or have fill out the paperwork for it, but if somebody's going to come and say, I'm hungry, I haven't eaten in three days, you know we're going to have give them some food. Mm -hmm. I like that. We're we're talking with Cindy Clark here about the Community Action Partnership in Minot, right? North Dakota, that area? that's right. Well, Cindy, that's interesting. And I like what you said there. I, I want to kind of emphasize that this is, you know, not so much a handout as a hand up. These are people who are trying, people who are working. They're either experiencing a job loss, experiencing homelessness, experiencing something that's beyond their control. They're, they're still trying to do what they can, and you're just helping them out. Is that correct? That's 
that's it. That, that's, that's exactly it. You know, when they come in, we say, you know, what can we do to help you help yourself? Mm, that, and um, mm. that's, it's amazing to watch, you know, the faces of people coming in. Um, we do have, like I said, an emergency pantry, food pantry here at our office, but sure. we also work with Our Lady of Grace Catholic Church Food Pantry. Mm-hmm. We do the intake paperwork for them, and then we give them a card, and they're able to go up to the Our Lady of Grace Food Pantry to get the food that they need for their families or for themselves. Mm-hmm. We also have um, some programs that deal with housing, and again, these all depend on your income and you know when money is available, but we do a security deposit, so like, you know, people who are moving or just coming in, um, homeless and looking for a house, they have to have the security deposit that's almost as much as their apartment rent. Mm, And you don't always have that. Mm -hmm. So they come in, and we're able to help with some of that. We are also able to help with, like, the first month's rent. But it's either one or or. It's not both. Mm -hmm. So it it gives them that chance to say, oh, I could live. I have a place to live. You know, and that's very important if you've ever been homeless or without a house you'll know that, that how important that is to someone. And then another one of our really important programs that we have is called our weatherization. Mm-hmm. And with this, we help people to make their homes energy efficient. Wow. Um, they would have to qualify through um, the income part, but also with social services if they're on their fuel assistance program. And their home has, you know, the winter winds are coming in through the windows or the doors or the roof and things, they can call us and come do the paperwork, and we'll send a crew out um, to see what they their home needs, mm-hmm. and then we will help fix that wow. to make it weatherization. Um, summer is a wonderful time right now to, you know, if you qualify for that, come in and check it out because our guys, even though, you know, this winter when it was so cold, never took a day off. They were always out working. Um, it's nicer to have it done in the summer than that 40 below. Sure. And so, yeah, that's a great time to come in now to do that. Exactly. We're talking with Cindy Clark here about the Community Action Partnership in Minot, North Dakota. You know, there's so much good that comes from this. Uh, talk Because you mentioned you know, some of the people. I mean, you're still allowing them to have the dignity of working, but you're helping them out in a time of need, and I think that's just so wonderful. Talk about the people that you impact, both who uh, get these donations and help from you, and also how it affects the larger community who provide for them. Okay. Well, the people that come in, again, are... All walks of life. Mm-hmm. There is no stereotyping. There's, you know, they've had some that have had wonderful jobs, have a great income through illness, hurt, being hurt, whatever. So there is no such thing as this type of person. Mm-hmm. There's no certain race. There's right. no certain age. We serve people from newborn babies to uh, probably up to 80, 90 years old. Mm-hmm. You know, people who just have to have some help. Um they come in for sometimes, uh, again, they're on the SNAP program, which, you know, food systems, but they can't get certain things from there, like mm-hmm. things like toilet paper. Who would ever, you know, when you think of toilet paper being as a great necessity, um, those are the things, shampoos, body washes, um, baby diapers, mm-hmm. things like that. We People come in and ask for help, and we're able to help that with the donations of the public. Anything 
people donate here, whether it be the non or the paper products, the home products, the food, that goes 100% to our clients. Mm-hmm. Also, if anybody donates money, they want to, you know, say, here, take this and use it. We ask them, what program would you like to support? Okay. And it goes 100% into the program. It's not out for our wages or um, national dues or anything like that. 100% of that comes to Community Action Programs, that, which is really wonderful. That is great. We're talking with Cindy Clark here. Cindy, we have about a minute left. Tell us about this stamp collection drive you yes. have going on. Well, you know, Marketplace Grocery Store um, gives out stamps when they buy when you buy groceries. And a gas stamps are, or gas vouchers are something that's really asked about. So one day I just thought, oh, let's try that. And it's been a wonderful program. So anybody that gets Marketplace Grocery um, stamps and they don't use them themselves, we would love to have mm. them. We do have containers in different places, um, the Oak Park Theater, the Public Library, I. Keating's Little Flower Catholic Church, Dakota Bank and Bowbells oh. was here yesterday, Night Train Pizza, and right here at Community Action. And it, we have taken in, in two months, over or three months, excuse me, over $500 worth, and we have helped over almost 23 people with gas just from that. And it's a win-win. Nobody has to pay money. And so it helps the community. It helps our people. Great. Cindy, if they want more information or someone wants to donate, what can they do? They can call us here at Community Action, and the telephone number is 701-839-2271. We also have a Facebook page, and that's Community Action Partnership Minot. And they can send us notes there either way. Wonderful. Well, Cindy, thank you so much for being on, and thanks for the great work you and the Community Action Partnership are doing there for the Air Minot and the surrounding area. And we thank you for allowing us to be on with you. Our pleasure. Thank you so much. Have a great summer. All right. You betcha. You as well. Thank you. All right. Well, coming up after the break, hear about the goodness and beauty of the special bond between mother and child. You're listening to Real Presence Live. We'll be back right after this. Engaging and local. That's Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hey everybody, Steve Splunskowski here with Real Presence Radio. I wanted to thank so many of you for calling in during our spring live drive. We had a great show of support for this work of evangelization. So thank you to so many of our brothers and sisters who called in and pledged. We had a goal of 550000 and we did raise 505000 so we're a little short. And we are going to need your help because of some equipment failures we've had in the past six months. So if you weren't around last week, please consider giving a gift now at 877-795-0122. And we thank you so much for your loving support. God bless you. France, an enchanting country known for its elegance and richness and an incredible Catholic history spanning centuries, set out to explore this history on the Saints and Sanctuaries of Catholic France pilgrimage, October 10th through the 20th, 2019, with spiritual director Father Chuck Huck. You'll have a chance to pray at St. Catherine of Labouret Church in Paris, explore the Basilica of St. Therese of Lisieux, spend two days in Lourdes, plus so much more. To reserve your seat, visit worldstrides.com register. Trip number 166594. You've got Real Presence Radio right now. If you're listening to it, you're probably sitting back saying, huh, Real Presence Radio is a huge part of the driving culture of promoting Catholicism, and it is. I mean, how many commercials have you heard from previous interviews, especially people calling into this network saying, you know, you have changed my life. I was driving. I travel a lot. You know, I I was laid up 
for whatever reason, I'm, you know, I was at home, I was listening to that particular program or, or that teaching, and it totally changed my life. So it's not just happenstance that this is working the way that it does. The Holy Spirit can connect with people on a multiple or multiple different levels, and the radio network is one. And the Spirit's telling you, you know what? Be a part of this mission. Help me save souls. Keep. Uh, you know, RPR on on the live network so people uh, have this beautiful ministry available. This is Cindy Detterman from St. Joseph's in Brooks. Thank you for listening to Real Presence Radio. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR network, bringing you local hosts and guests from across the region. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone, to our final segment in this day's Real Presence Live. My name is Tim Moser. Aaron Breen is producing and doing a marvelous job, may I say, young man. (laughs) I appreciate it. On a sunny day here in Fargo, North Dakota. Well, we have joining us now Emily Leadham, the Director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life from the Diocese of Sioux Falls. Welcome to the program, Emily. Thank you, Tim. It's good to join you. Ah, we appreciate it. Thank you so much. Tell us a little bit about yourself so our listeners can know a little more about you, Emily. Absolutely. I am from the Diocese of Sioux Falls and actually serve the diocese, as you said, as the Director of Marriage, Family, and Respect Life. And I always tell people it's kind of an outpouring of what God is doing in my own life. I happen to be uh, a young married person. I've got two little girls, a two-year-old and a six-month-old. Um, so kind of in the trenches of parenthood and, um, yeah, marriage and all of that, which is just such a joy. And so I feel like, yeah, kind of what I get to do is an outpouring of what the Lord is just doing in my own family. Mm, that That's nice. That's nice. And so when we're going to talk about this bond, of course, we all know, we've heard, we've read about a bond between a mother and a child, and, and certainly that that's very, very important. Um, but but t- tell us, let's get into a little deeper. What uh, does this start like when they're born? Does it start, you know, when they're two years old? What, when does this start, and what should we know about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so one thing that um, you might not know about me is that I'm also a master's in psychology student. Okay. And it has been fascinating to me to study development. So, you know, I kind of knew this from a spiritual perspective, you know, the reality of mother and child and that kind of thing, but I, my mind has been blown just by the ways that early on, even in our in our psyche, even in the way that our bodies are made, our hormones act, this bond starts, I mean, really at the very, from, from conception. Um, all of these hormones in, in a mother's body are actually working to help her bond with this child that's growing in her womb, um, and the reality that the, the child's ear, the infant's ear, the fetus's ears, develop early on in pregnancy, they know the voice of their mother and, and their father, quite frankly, the pictures of a dad kind of talking to the belly um, of, of his wife. And that's, that's actually, there's great purpose in that because that's helping the child learn um, and begin bonding with their parents, uh, even in the womb. Mm. You know, and that's so wonderful to see because how many times has it not happened in our life or in, in history that uh, the science ends up catching up with, with, with what our faith and our intuition really tells us is going on, right? Right. right. Yes, this was happening before we had a name for it. You know, we knew that there was this, um, yeah, this deep bond between a mother and child. You know, even in the scripture, you know, how, how could a mother forsake her child? Could a mother forget her child? So I will not abandon you. You know, like even in Scripture, we we hear this um, really deep and incredible bond 
um, that's that's inherent to us as human beings. And then, yeah, kind of science catches up and says, oh, that's that's called oxytocin. Right. Uh, that's <laughs> that's called whatever you want to name it, dopamine um, kind of thing. So, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a that's a that's such a funny reality that we live in. Isn't it true? And, and just since you mentioned oxytocin, we don't have to stay on this a long time, but that takes us back to even that bond between husband and wife because during that very special time when new life is going to be brought about, there's a lot of hormones and things going on there, including oxytocin between the husband and wife as well. Amen. Yeah, that mm. bonding hormone. Yes. It's the same hormone... Um, in intimacy as it is in labor and delivery. Mm-hmm. And it, it can't help but think like, wow, the Lord really know, knew what he was doing um, in this because it allows us to stay faithful. You know, it helps us. It's all of those hormones that help us to stay faithful to our spouse um, and to stay faithful to the raising and rearing of the children that we bring into the world. Um, it's really a remarkable, uh, a remarkable thing. Right, and it takes us then right to that image of God, right? The Father and the Son exchange in that love. The Spirit is the third that pours forth from it, this husband and wife and child, and there we are. My goodness. Yeah. Wow. Amen, amen. Beautiful imagery. Exactly. Well, Emily, let's get to a little more practical and real things. So you have two young children, and you know what it's like. My wife and I, by the way, we fostered young children for several years now, and so we know what that's like, the whole idea of sleep, the whole idea of the needs of the child. Yes, well, praise God, it's a gift for all of us, right? It's a great gift for me and and for my wife. But tell us a little bit about some things that we have to make sure we're aware of as far as taking care of yourself and taking care of the child at the same time. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because um, I think especially mothers, um, in throughout pregnancy and kind of early, um, you know, early childhood grow, you know, the early stages of their child being born, etc. Um, it's probably when they need more sleep than at any other time in their life, and yet sleep is more evasive than at any other time <laughs> in their life. Um, you know, just for for I think me and many mothers during pregnancy, sleep is really hard, and mm-hmm. so um, you know, I think. There's many ways and, and recommendations for um, how to get the rest that that women need during pregnancy, but also um, just the mental health health reasons um, postpartum. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, I think, valuable that women um, take time to rest, take time to accept the help from family or friends um, in order to, uh, yeah, get the rest that they need. Um, I am not a great person to ask about uh, dietary things because I love pizza and I love um, carbs and that kind of thing, especially while pregnant. Um, I, I'm a pretty sick person while pregnant, actually. So um, the I think for many women, actually, during the first trimester, you really don't need a lot of intake in terms of more calories, mm-hmm. uh, especially those dealing with nausea. Many, many women will actually lose weight during their first trimester because a lot of women just don't feel well. Um but that being said, in kind of second and third trimesters, um, they typically rec- recommend um, an increase in calorie intake because you are, you're nurturing the second life. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not eating for two. Um, you know, I think that's kind of a common expression <laughs> mm-hmm. in many physicians and, um, you know, kind of recommendations are not, no, you're not eating for two, but you do need a slight increase in calories and making sure that it's kind of the right things. Um, and kind of our common sense will tell us what those things are. You know, like eat your, eat your fruits and veggies when you're not pregnant, eat your fruit and veggies while you're pregnant. Um, and then even during breastfeeding in those first years, 
um, of a newborn's life, it's also really important to continue to um, kind of have that increase in calories. And many women will say, you know, they're starving when they're breastfeeding um, for that reason, because, yeah, your body is producing more. Your body is, is trying to nourish another life besides yours. So I think being attentive, you know, eating when you're hungry, but also eating the right things, um, nuts and, and legumes, that kind of thing, are always um, really highly recommended for pregnant women. Excellent. We are talking with Emily Leadham from the Diocese of Sioux Falls about the bond between mother and child and how important that is. She's living it from personal experience with two young children as well. Emily, of course, you've talked a lot about the physical need, which is great, but there's also we're complete persons. We have emotions. We have all sorts of things. Talk maybe a little bit about the emotional side of this as well. Absolutely. Um, I think there's been some incredible research done in the last few years about this very topic, especially as we're becoming more aware of some of the mental health um, realities for postpartum mothers um, and, you know, this, the, the reality of the emotions that take place after my, after I remember after my first was born, um, the, the week that I was home, the first week that I was home and my husband went back to work and I remember my husband going back to work and I sobbed mm. and I thought, what is my problem? You know, <laughs> like I, I feel so out of control almost, mm-hmm. you know, like my emotions, I just could weep at the drop of a hat. And, um, and it was really empowering for me actually to begin to recognize, okay, I have got like massive, massive amounts of hormones that are, that are going through my system right now. And I could just more easily ride the waves mm-hmm. when I thought, I don't, I don't, I don't need to get worked up about this. I'm going to cry and that's okay. Um, to just be able to name and to acknowledge the reality of those high emotions um, and and also to kind of help channel them a little bit. So for me, um, and, and I think many moms, you know, the recommendation of doing skin-to-skin contact with a newborn, that actually helps regulate the hormones of both the mother and the child um, and, and helps in that bonding process. Um, but there are many uh, women that also really struggle postpartum because of these hormones are kind of all over the place. There's the reality of, of depression as well. And I just really want to name that for listeners because I think it's something probably under-talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was just speaking with a mom yesterday who really experienced this postpartum um, depression, they call it. And for her, it was necessary to get to seek medical help to really um, help her to balance out those hormones a little bit. Uh, and, and she just kind of experienced named this experience of the clouds parting finally mm. um, and her looking at her child. And, and you know, you, you, I think many women feel this, okay, if I'm not bonding, what's wrong with me? Am I a bad mom? Uh, because these emotions, as you said, they play a huge part for mothers uh, and, and their child. And so if those emotions don't feel bonding or if the emotions feel sad or if the emotions feel um, you know, angry or or nothing at all, numb, quite frankly, is, is the experience of some moms as well. Um, there's help to be had. Mm-hmm. So it's true. We're talking with Emily Leadham here about the mother-child bond. I want to name something for husbands too. When we see wives when tears, that is like the number one. It's like we are, okay, honey, what can I do, you know? And yes. sometimes, amen. <laughs> and, and sometimes, like with my wife, it's just, just told me, just be present, right? You know, there's nothing really wrong. And as long as we know that as guys, okay, I just need to hold you now, honey. I can do that, right? You know? Oh, that's great wisdom. I love that. Yes, <laughs> that's great wisdom. Wonderful. Totally. <laughs> Emily, we got about a minute left. Tell us a little bit about, and know it gets exhausting, and just, just some tips for women as they're going through all this. 
Yeah, you know, I would say the biggest recommendation, um, advice that I have taken and the advice that I uh, give out <laughs> freely is um, don't do it all. Mm-hmm. You need not do mm-hmm. it all. Um, you know, hire out what you can. I, I am a big fan of buying my groceries online and picking them up in the store, mm-hmm. unless I need a minute to myself and then I like <laughs> right. to go to the grocery store by myself, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, that's been a huge thing, but also just community of women, of other moms. Um, I think is crucial. Young young mothers, especially, it's, I often refer to it as the time in the trenches um, when it's it's busy. It's bedtimes. It's bath times. It's you know everything really depends upon you as mom. Mm-hmm. And I think it's crucial to be in community with other moms. Obviously, with your husbands, of course, but also with other moms. Um, that can help us to gain perspective, help to encourage us in the journey. I know me and my own women's group, it's just been so beautiful and fruitful for us to share wisdom, to share support, encouragement, uh, you know, times where you maybe just need to hear this will pass or times where you need to hear, dig into that, you know, take that time to really have one-on-one time with your child or brainstorm ideas of how to parent. Mm-hmm. Well, and because we all bring different mothering gifts, you know, we all mother differently and to share those gifts with each other, um, is so beautiful and I think helps us as women to really step outside of ourselves and recognize God is doing something much bigger and it takes a village. Mm. Emily, thank you so much for that wisdom. Emily Leadham, the Director of Marriage of Family and Respect Life from the Diocese of Sioux Falls, young mother, a wife with young children as well. Thank you for sharing that with us. We appreciate it. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate being on today. All right. God bless you. Thanks so much. You too. Goodbye. All right, well, that's our show for the day. Aaron, why don't you preview what's coming up on the next Real Presence Live? You got it on the next Real Presence Live. We have Michael Goldsmith mm-hmm. and Matt Wilcom coming up, coming to you live from St. James Coffee in Rochester. Stop by and grab a cup of coffee with them. In the first hour, Dr. Franny Knowles will be with us to explore the beautiful gift of natural family family planning and she will answer the question what is natural family planning and what are the dangers of the alternatives we will also have father tim buren from the diocese of winona rochester to take your questions on faith what is on your heart that you want to ask a priest please call in from 9 30 to 10 a.m central in the second hour we will have steve tarnowski to talk about stewardship what does that really mean we'll also have Bishop Quinn, we're pleased to talk about his mother and what impact she had on his vocation. We've got so much coming up here, Tim. We're looking forward to it. That sounds great. And as always, we thank you for supporting Real Presence Radio and Real Presence Live. We're live, we're local, and I want to thank our listeners for listening today. Thank Father Kyle Metzger for being here and all our guests. It has been a wonderful time. And keep supporting Real Presence Radio. And more importantly, if I may say that, Keep following Jesus Christ whenever he says. Thank you, and God bless you. This is Tim Moser for Real Presence Radio. This has been Real Presence Live on the RPR Network. Real Presence Live brings you local hosts and guests every Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday morning from 9 to 11 Central. Hear the encore of the Tuesday show on Saturday from 6 to 8 a.m. Central, the encore of the Wednesday show from 8 to 10, and the encore of the Thursday show from 10 to noon. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. 
And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through our Facebook page, Real Presence Live, local, engaging, live on the Real Presence Radio Network.